Some years ago, quite a long time ago actually, I was in a meeting and we were sharing about knowing God or how we spend time with God, how we, the kind of environment we had. And I, I was saying that um, there are times when I just want to be quiet and just spend time with God. And I couldn't do that with a lot of people around, a lot of noise around, stuff going on. And um, one guy who I knew quite well, and I was quite friendly up to that point uh, with, um, suddenly says, well, unlike Steve, I thought, oh, here we go. Um, I can find God anywhere. I can find him in the hustle and bustle of daily life. I can find, and I'm sitting there going, so can I. I wasn't really meaning that, you know, uh, inside. And you didn't want to have a fight there, you know. And you just hate it when people do that super spiritual thing on you, don't you? Anyway, what I'm talking about today is something that essentially we do on our own. Most prayer we can pray together. We were doing about that last week, praying together and things like this. But this is definitely one of those where you enter into the closet, okay? And if it's not too stuffy, you, can, uh, you, you, you spend time with God and need to be quiet. We need to be mindful of the Lord. So, first of all, I just want to give a little bit of background to contemplative prayer. And that was an achievement because I've been practicing that word all week. Um, I'm still working on meditative. Um, but it's essentially the same thing. So we're talking about to meditate on the Lord, to meditate on his word. We're talking about uh, the modern word is mindfulness, being aware of God in this case, being aware of our surroundings. We're talking about thinking about. We're talking about a discussion with the Lord in the quiet. It may be that we speak. It may be that we just keep in our hearts and discourse with God in that way. If you've never done this before, then it's a good thing to do. You can do any any time. I say I suggest in the quiet, or if you find a quiet place. There are other times when we feel God, you know, they're in the hustle and bustle. We just come aside and that peace is there and, and whatever. So I've got a few scriptures I'd like to share. That in, in some ways, this kind of prayer has not been used. And I think from the 60s onwards, there was a kind of um, reaction against it because you've got a lot of things like transcendental meditation and stuff attached to Buddhism and whatever. And Christians kind of shied away a little bit from it. Because we use the same words, we're not necessarily talking about the same thing. We're not talking about, as it talks about in the Bible, of meaningless repetitions. You know, sometimes we repeat some of the songs, but they're meaningful songs. Yeah. Um, but we're talking. We're not talking about focusing on some kind of uh, deity that you know is fake or evil or whatever. We're talking about meditating. It talks about meditating on God's word and the Bible talks about meditation. So we have a couple of verses up first just to give a bit of background. Could have picked hundreds of verses, particularly out of the Psalms and Proverbs. It says in Psalm 119, Cause me to understand the way of your precepts that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. Meditate on God's wonderful deeds. Think about the things that he's done for us in the past, the things that he's, he's carried out 
the, the creation he's made, his wonderful deeds. Keep this book of the law, it says in Joshua 1. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So maybe we should spend some of our prayer times meditating on the word of the Lord. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. I should say as well, it's more of a one-way thing. It's God speaking to us. Of course we can speak to him. Of course we can say, Lord, what about this or whatever? But we're essentially receiving from the Lord in contemplative prayer. We're meditating on his word. We're meditating upon him, how great he is, how wonderful he is. Some aspect of him, some verse that has inspired us or the Lord's given us revelation about. And we're chewing it over and getting the best out of it. So it is a, it's a process, it's a slow thing. It's not a boring thing, it's a thing where we're communing with God. And sometimes we might think, oh, just, it, it's just empty this, I'm not, I'm not really talking to God, I'm, what's going to happen? Well, we're told to wait on the Lord. And those who wait on him won't be disappointed. Sometimes we need to just settle, settle our spirits. John Ortberg, um, famous author, wrote a book on, uh, called God is Closer Than You Think. I'd recommend it to anybody. It's a very practical book. And one of the things he said is when you're praying, particularly when you want to concentrate on something that the Lord's saying, um, and things come into your mind, you know, you might be thinking, mm, I want to get in the pub in time for Sunday lunch. Or you might be thinking, got all that stuff to do when I get home, oh, work tomorrow. You know. He said, pray about those things. Put those before the Lord. And actually, they're dealt with then. Give them over to the Lord. Give me peace over that, Lord. If it keeps intruding, hand it over to the Lord. And then get on with it, you know? Then get on with what you intend to do, to spend time with him, to enjoy him. We all need to spend time alone. Sometimes, I, you know, when there's nothing on Netflix, I need to spend time alone with Han. Get your priorities right. But I do need to spend time alone with that. It's great being with a crowd. Great having friends around and relatives and that. But we do need to spend some time alone to keep up that knowledge of one another, if nothing else. Or catch up on where are you going this next couple of days or week? You know, are we going to have any meals together? Do you, do you want me to do all the housework as I normally do? Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. Speak to me. And she'll say, hang on, I'm knitting. Okay, so, <laughs> heard that. Um, right, can we have the next couple of verses? Um, again, alone, quiet, without distraction. So Jesus himself is our example here. The very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. At times, we need to be alone with the one we love. And then, yet the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him and he healed of the, and be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So there's a time we need to withdraw, find a quiet place alone, just with the Lord. And then finally, um, what we're looking for is, is peace in our hearts, actually. We're looking for things to be settled what about this, Lord? What about that? We're looking for a revelation and understanding of, 
of the one we love, as I say. So Proverbs 3, we know these verses very well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. In other words, he'll make it clear to you. You know, God will show you the way. Don't lean on your own understanding. Particularly when we can't understand. You know, there are lots of things. We've been talking about praying for healing and some things we don't understand. But we can give our hearts and give our lives over to the Lord and just say, well, we trust you, Lord, because we've got to know him. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Relax. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You've got almost every type of prayer there, actually. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. You might be in the most difficult of situations, but the peace of God does transcend all of that. So we've had transcendental, and we've had meditation so far, and neither of them are... It transcends all understanding and will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It says in Proverbs, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. It's the heart we need to guide. Everything else flows from the heart. So if we, our heart is peaceful, if our heart knows the Lord, if our heart is relaxed with him, then everything else just falls into place. I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult. What I'm saying is we have the basis for going through life, for working all things out. And so finally, brothers and sisters, and this is interesting because this is what we should think on. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. So, what I want you to do, we're going to be playing some music quietly in the background. There's some slides going to come up, some, a video going to come up, which is, um, uh, uh, actually it's Banff in Canada. It's a very beautiful place. Um, I've been there. It was also a place where, a hotel there where The Shining was um, filmed, so you know, just to let you know that, if you know The Shining. Um, a slight contrast. Don't particularly concentrate on that, particularly as there's a, there's a thing all the way through, say, if you want to buy this, you can get it from such and such, but it's too tight to buy it, so we've just got the pictures with the, with the, the video on. But just the music is there, soothing. And I'd like us to, for the most part, keep our eyes closed. Occasionally, I will give some um, readings, some from the Bible, some poems, different bit now and again, just as appropriate. Try and concentrate on them. As I say, if the Lord, uh, sorry, if, if you find this difficult in the quiet, the things intrude, give them over to the Lord. Try and relax. Try to be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of, listen to you, the, your body noises, if you like, you know, your breathing, maybe a heartbeat, but try and relax, get comfortable, and enjoy the quiet. And just pray, we will pray, Lord, let us know your presence. And speak to us, 
not everybody will get exactly the same thing from what we're doing. What we're going to look at is our weakness and our vulnerability and how God sustains us, how he is the one that makes us not, not, not vulnerable, but he is the one that in our vulnerability he gets glorified and he carries us through. So if you only pick up one thing, if there's only one thing that kind of comes to mind, then, and that's a revelation to you, then that's the Lord speaking. We might have a little sharing time at the end, depends on how much time we've got, and then we'll have one more song, and we can all get up, rub our numb bottoms, and go. All right. So let's close our eyes. Let's relax. Let's be mindful of the Lord speaking to us. Father, we ask that you take away all distraction. The things that are on our mind that would rob us of knowing you, of experiencing your presence as we seek you in quiet. As we seek your peace in our hearts, Lord. James chapter 4. Now listen you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes.
from 2 Corinthians. I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surprisingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Vulnerability is not a weakness, a passing in disposition, or something we can arrange to do without. Vulnerability is not a choice. Vulnerability is the underlying, ever-present, and abiding undercurrent of our natural state. To run from vulnerability is to run from the essence of our nature. The attempt to be invulnerable is the vain attempt to become something we are not, and most especially, to close off our understanding of the grief of others. More seriously, in refusing our vulnerability, we refuse the help needed at every turn of our existence, and immobilize the essential, tidal, and conversational foundations of our identity. We have a temporary, isolated sense of power over all the events and circumstances. It's a lovely illusionary privilege and perhaps the prime and most beautifully constructed conceit of being human and especially of being youthfully human. But it is a privilege that must be surrendered with the same youth, with ill health, with accident, with the loss of loved ones who do not share our untouchable powers. Powers eventually and most emphatically given up as we approach our last breath. The only choice we have as we mature is how we inhabit our vulnerability, how we become larger and more courageous and more compassionate through our intimacy with disappearance, our choice 
is to inhabit vulnerability as generous citizens of loss, robustly and fully, or conversely, as misers and complainers, reluctant and fearful, always at the gates of existence, but never bravely and completely attempting to enter, never wanting to risk ourselves, never walking fully through the door. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Psalm 8 Lord, our Lord how majestic is your name in all the earth you have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger when I consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You have made them rulers of the works of your hands. You have put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and the animals of the wild and the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I said to the Lord, My journey's long. He said, I choose the length. I told him, But I'm faint and weak. 
He said, I'll give you strength. No matter what my words God heard while listening patiently. But what has meant the most is this. My father walks with me. for this time together thank you for what you've shown us Lord we love you we want to walk with you we want to know you better help us in that walk Amen well there we have it that was just one attempt at we might call that a guided meditation in a way um, you don't have to have anybody up the front you don't have to be with anyone as I said there are plenty of things on the internet where you can um, uh, download things or hear things um, which are worshipful or just sit there and just enjoy mulling over a scripture it can be five minutes it could be five hours whatever time we've got in our busy lives I hope it was helpful. I just thought I'd have a few minutes where anybody want to share anything that they've, they've um, just experienced or felt or, or whatever. I know one of the things that always struck me, which I was, I was um, when I was preparing this, was um, the verse that says we're just like a mist. There's another verse, I think, in, in Proverbs or, or Ecclesiastes, one or the other, um, where it just says we're just like a passing puff of smoke and we're here today, gone tomorrow in the great order of things however, in God's eyes he loves us he wants us to be something you know and so in one hand you've got something where we're really insignificant and yet God makes us the most significant in his eyes you know it's all about the Lord isn't it because otherwise without the Lord we would just be that puff of smoke that bit of mist and I was reminded about that and I was thinking about that. We're insignificant but we've got all the hope and all the significance in the universe. 